Why, hello there, people. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Master Quest. It is number 35, baby. We are rocking it. And I am, of course, Tyler Benito, your host for this lovely, lovely evening or morning, depending how it is. Let's not speak of time, though. Let's speak of our awesome partner and co-host over in the action-packed corner over there. Welcome, Nick. How's it going, buddy? That's me. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing all right. How are you? I, I, are you doing all right? It feels like we were just here 24 hours before. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. Oh man, yeah. it's been it's a been a week. week. Yeah, yeah, it's been a weekend. Wow, <laughs> man. Uh, breaking news: Wild shit has been happening. But uh, let's not worry about that. Let's let's talk about our week, Nick. What's your week been like, man? Um, really just school and a little bit of a sickness going on. Um, oh, down with the sickness. Just a little bit. So, so apparently, I, I, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I've never had strep throat, and really? apparently, I, 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 so I'm not familiar with what strep throat feels like or the symptoms of uh, strep. Um, and so I face strep, uh, strep throat. That's hard for me to say, for the strep first time throat. in my strep, life. Strep, strep, strep. Um, but basically. It was a week and a half of uh, sore throat that uh, just wasn't going away, but I wasn't sick. There was no, you know, there was no cough. There was no, I, I didn't have the sniffles. I wasn't, you know, no night sweats, no fevers, nothing. Um, and I'm like, damn, I'm falling sick. Uh, let me start pounding hot water, tea, uh, my mom's homemade remedies, uh, the juice of a whole lemon and a tablespoon of honey, whip it together and take it like a shot. Um Traditional Indian cures include uh, hot milk with a bunch of pepper, like a like a shit ton of pepper. It is not it's not fun to drink. That and it hot doesn't milk sound with, fun. Uh, it's not fun. Hot milk and turmeric, um, because turmeric. The is hell a, is turmeric? Turmeric powder. Uh, turmeric is a root. Um, it's very commonly used in um, Indian food because it has uh, anti-inflammatory properties and it just has very beneficial properties overall. Um, okay. I think um, in North America, you can find them in pills or whatever, because uh, multivitamins are a big thing here. I uh, think okay. the alternative usually used over here would probably be ginger, if I were the guess. But I guess probably, uh, yeah. we, well, we use a, a combination of everything. Yeah, so we will use a combination of turmeric, ginger, and a whole bunch of other spices. Uh, a few of the spices that my mom adds when she starts cooking are, is good for digestion, and a few are good for like uh, just general internal body health. Um, there's a There's a rich history there. To how Indian food is cooked and spiced, because there's a and difference between spicy spiced and hell, spicy. Yeah. Well, spicy is relatively new. Spicy food uh, was only introduced to India around uh, the 15th century. Um, oh yeah, well, that's recent. Um, well, relatively recent. Um, it, it 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 was uh, peppers that were brought over from the New World uh, by the Portuguese, um, and then the Indians started. Uh, well, we started using them in different kinds of our cuisine and it's usually the one city the city that i'm from has some of the spiciest food in the country anyways um my my strep throat went from being a sore throat to one of my tonsils being swollen um that wasn't fun because it hurt to swallow um and just certain positions uh, like having my neck in certain positions would uh put pressure on and cause some discomfort and so i go to the doctor and she's like you you probably should have come in a few days ago I'm like, oh, why? Because then we would have probably given you some, you know, antibiotics, taking a swab just to see what it is. But this is the tail end of the sickness. You're fine. Go home. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, doc. That oh, was man. The, that was the end of it. I was hoping to get some drugs, but no score. Um, yeah. Uh, that the- is a rough deal. I'm not sure what it's like over on the Canadian world. But uh, like over here in the Midwest, we uh, we don't use our drugs unless we're healthy. <laughs> I wonder what that's like. Um, Hashtag it- Vicodins. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is common too, but I went to the doctor and I didn't pay anything. Oh, but uh, Ooh, yeah. Nick, Nick, that that is that is a heavy ball to drop. If, if you're gonna throw <laughs> that, Nick, you said you had trouble swallowing. I always thought you was a spitter type, anyways. Ah, uh, you know, swallow yeah. spit. Swallow spit depends on the amount. But um, what? What? Um, Man, um, uh, nothing. That does not um, go with so school. Ginger. Uh, school. Um, school's been busy. Um, I'm taking uh one more course than I usually do. So it's it's new, but I'm excited because generally the busier I am, the more on top of things I am. Um, because I don't have as much free time to like procrastinate, and I procrastinate hard usually uh, because I believe dim- uh, pressure makes diamonds. So I tend to leave things to the last minute. Um, but uh, no, I'm in a video game course. Uh, we sat around playing uh, uh, a bunch of different games today because we had to form groups uh, last week. Uh, with one game that one of us brought and make our own house rule that would uh, fit in well with the game. And then this week we had to introduce it to the other groups and they'd introduce their game to us with their house rule. And so I played uh, uh, Monopoly Deal, which I didn't know existed. I didn't know there's a card nice. in Monopoly. And um, like, how, how does that work though? So uh, the goal is uh, in the deck, there'll be um, uh, property cards, action cards, and money cards. So you have three actions a turn. Um, you draw. You have five cards to start with, and at the start of each turn, you draw two cards. So three actions per turn. You can take money cards and put them in your bank, or you can play an action card uh, that'll either steal property from friends or do other things. You can make people pay rent, or your uh, property cards uh, that actually allow you to win the game. So you have to collect uh, usually uh, a full three full sets of properties. Right, so uh, the red cards, uh, red property cards will be need three to complete the set. The black ones will need four to complete the set. The black ones are like uh, the utilities and the train stations in the actual board yeah. game. Um, and then the brown ones, you need only the two. So it kind of mimics the board game to some extent. But as long as you can collect them uh, and f- three full sets, uh, you win the game. And you do that with the action cards by stealing property from your uh, uh, the other players. Wait, how do you steal property? Is there cards well, for that too? Yeah, so it depends on the cards. Some cards, uh, there'll be uh, there's one card that allows you to forcibly swap one of your properties with one of their properties. Mm, um, there'll be another card that uh, you can just take one of the properties that you want. Um, or if they have no money in their bank, you can, uh, whenever you play an action card that demands somebody to pay you money, if they have no money in their bank, they'd have to pay you with property because Oof. each property also has a value and there's no uh, change given in the game so if i if i for example am demanding 2 million from everybody and the one person only has 3 million in their bank i can't give back a, you don't get back you don't get a million back so you have to be very strategic with a little bit to how you play your cards and then there's luck of the draw because you draw two cards every time um uh, there was another thing i was going to say but i forgot yeah no it was fun it, it uh, after we learned it uh, it went by uh, pretty pretty quick nick uh Wild question for you, if you don't mind me yeah. asking. Uh, what are the red property names? Oh, fuck if I know. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Makes me feel a lot better, too, then. Trafalgar you Square, said- maybe, is one of them? Uh, Indiana's one in Illinois, but I don't remember what the third one is. I For some reason, I feel like Ill- Ill- uh, Illinois is... Uh... Oh, wait. I forgot. There's different kinds of Monopoly sets. This is the American Monopoly set. Oh, that's probably oh, the American... Oh, that's it's different that's- for you, then. That's why I never know. So the, with the card game, that's why I wasn't keeping track of the names because they didn't. Uh, I didn't recognize them. But back home, we'd be playing with the with the British set generally. So we'd have Trafalgar Square, Piccadilly Circle, 
Okay, okay, okay. Kings Cross Station. I looked it up now for the UK Standard Edition. You got Trafalgar Square, Fleet Street, and The Strand. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. And that, that, that sounds bewildering to me because I got Illinois Avenue, Indiana Avenue, and then Kentucky Avenue, which is, you know, live or die by at this point. I feel like so also it, that's a standard across all states. There's at least a city that has at least one, like, Illinois Avenue. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, uh, My Little Pony edition. You got the Town Square, Fluttershy's Cottage, and Sweet Apple Acres for some reason. Oh, and there's Doctor Who and Skylanders edition. Okay, whatever. Anyways. All right, all right Brony. Um, how was your week, ooh, Tyler? Ooh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let me spit this one out for size. I have been really, really busy for work. Uh, I had a, a gentleman, one of my coworkers, uh, calling sick on Monday. And uh, I was prepping up, you know, the play on my Switch and ride along for that day. And all of a sudden, you know, within five minutes before the route starts, like, hey, you're driving this route that you weren't expecting. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And ever since then, uh, it's been a very rough week for me. Uh, it's it, it's going to be one to remember, that's for fucking sure. But uh, I'm hoping I can pull through it and everything works out just fine. So we'll see what happens. Uh, over on the, uh, and I technically this is video game related, so uh, humor me if you could, please. No, uh, sure. the, the over on the Pixel Spark side, over uh, you know with my uh, Pixelmon lifestyle over there, uh, I tried the resign. Heck, I, I, I tried uh, tossing in the towel just because uh, I, I wasn't happy with uh, some of the way uh, things were being handled, which uh, included the way you know I was being handled uh, in, in the uh, bureaucracy, if you will. We had a I uh, I was not. I uh, left a note and I stepped outside and I got immediately caught in a uh, a large net, a fishing net. And I'm like, guys, please just let me leave and you know do this honorably. Like, motherfucker, you're gonna sit down and listen. We ain't we ain't let you leave and <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't leave. All right, sorry. Uh, you know, you didn't pick the, the pixel spark life. The pixel spark life picked you. You don't leave until we're done with you. Yes, and uh, we had a talk. And it was a good hour and a half long conversation with the big wigs, uh, aka the people that we had interviewed earlier. Uh, this, well, I guess technically late last year. And uh, long story short, I guess I'm staying, and they've given me a little bit more purpose into uh, helping the community in a, a way that I feel comfortable with. Which also means I am uh, now a uh, a mod. I'm a moderator on that uh, server now. So, uh, uh, yay, or yay, or, I, like a woo. Like a question mark? I I mean I, I I'm happy because honestly a moderator means I can now uh, start events and stuff officially on the server. I can interact with more players, and if there's one thing I really enjoy doing is uh, you know talking with people and giving them a chance to win stuff just by participating in the game. Because you know if if you just give free money to everybody, then everybody's rich and you're just wasting your time giving away your money, right. and then everyone gets this uh, you know give me give me give me mentality which we're not allowed to do handouts or anything like that and much as i'd love to give them free pokemon i'm technically not supposed to do that under normal circumstances however if it's a prize and an event or something like that and they you know they legit worked and won it out of pure luck or you know effort then good for them they get it and i i feel like i'm enabled to do something like that now and uh i'm now able to find different ways and provide input on how uh the server is running to some extent to see if uh we can find a way to improve it or offer creative ideas to uh you know create something new but that's over in my end man it's uh it's been kind of a dry week in the real life world 
and uh, quite frankly, very, very, very stressful. If uh, it's been one of those, man. But uh, what what you been playing, man? Um, I haven't been playing. Uh, so I had my two weeks off at the end of December, and now that school started up again, my gaming time's gonna go down for the moment uh, because it's mm. a new semester, getting new, getting used to like a new routine. Um, you know, knowing when the deadlines are, uh, when I'm gonna be after doing certain kinds of work. Um, it's just gonna take me a few weeks to stabilize. But it's, but with the new added course, it's not gonna be easy to get as much gaming. Um, and so there was a New Year, uh, New Year sale on the Nintendo store. Oh, yeah. there was a lot of games on sale, yeah. Yeah, you know what wasn't on sale, Tyler? I, Tyler, I, I, uh, I mean, what wasn't on sale? You know, there are a lot of games on the Switch right now that, you know, even since they came out, they've been stuck at $60 because they're fantastic and wonderful games, Nick. Now, are you trying to suggest that you... Uh, I, I see where you're going with this because uh, we already had this argument before previously. Nick uh, does not own The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. He's uh, He rented it or borrowed it from the library for a short period of time. And so instead of uh, concentrating his efforts on getting that as soon as possible, he's pushed it off and then instead went on, I'm assuming, a deal of some sort, Nick. Yeah, it was cheaper. So it's $60 for you. It's seventy nine ninety nine for me. And after tax, it's about $90. It, it, you're telling me there's a $20 tax. $79.99. Oh, okay. Sorry. My bad. I thought yeah. you said 60 so a ten dollar tax. Yeah. I see. Uh, what the fuck is uh, Trudeau doing over there? What the I don't know. It's. Uh, uh, I think general sales tax here in uh, BC is twelve percent. Good God, yeah. dude! I yeah. think I'm sitting at like six, seven percent right now. That that's vicious, my man. Toronto is thirteen, I think. But anyways, yeah, it's seventy nine nineteen, seventy nine ninety nine for us. Uh, the price of like games all all across the board. And so when I saw that Octopath was uh sitting at sixty dollars i jumped at it okay and how was it was it a worthwhile purchase hell yes um so octopath allows you to download the uh when you download the demo uh you can transfer over your save file because the demo only allows you to pay play for three hours not three hours of what the supposed story time is three total actual gameplay hours so you could mm. get the one character and just grind it out uh for god knows how long if you wanted but um, I think I only put about an hour and a half after that and never picked it up again. Got the game, transferred it over, and now I'm sitting at about eight hours. Um, nice. It's a fun game. I, I really like it. I was uh, I, I think I mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, maybe, um, that I'm not the biggest fan of turn-based games when I look at like games like Final Fantasy. And then I realized Pokemon's a fucking turn-based game. What the fuck am yes, I talking about? Yes, but I is. think I think um, what bothers me is uh, uh, what puts me off from a game like Final Fantasy is that there's a lot more there's a lot more uh, management on a micro scale in terms of like you have all these different monsters you need to know who's gonna go first whereas with Pokemon it's straightforward and then it comes down purely to stats. Right, I I know exactly how you feel. Like with uh, Pokemon, I mean you learn moves, you level up and stuff. And if you want to get like you know crazy into the competitive scene, then it's just a matter of IVs and EVs and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to RPGs, there's always that second, third, maybe even a fourth or fifth different level of additional competitive play that you gotta you know different types of skills and abilities how you want to branch those skills in the right direction or if you want to apply like a, some kind of modifier to it so much wild shit when it comes to those yeah. kind of rpgs 
So I think this is like my first official turn-based JRPG, and I was watching um, uh, them do a speedrun, uh, a little bit of it on uh, Games Done Quick this year. Oh no! And and some of the things that they were able to do is is very intimidating. It's fantastic how w- what you could actually do with a game like this. Story-wise, it's um, it's pretty straightforward so far. A little, little bit cheesy, but not like in a bad way. It's kind of like yeah, this is kind of like a general trope, uh, like kind of. Uh, like how this arc would play out, um, you know. So it um, would I go thought, good with nacho chips, then. Probably, yeah. So, um, it's cheesy, but it's good cheesy. <laughs> it's like, um, oh yeah, my dad's being controlling. I have to get away from him. Oh, I managed to get away from him. And I found my true calling in my own way. I'm gonna go explore the world. Kind Nick, of thing. you sound like you're so excited talking about this game. <laughs> just listening to you as you speak. I'm talking about the oh, story yeah. purely. Music is fantastic, and I believe the art direct art style. The official classification for this art style is 2D HD. Um, yes, without, uh, so it's like takes old school pixelated 2D kind of like you know uh, side scrolling game or you know yeah but there's view, but with there's way too many more and effects. light and just so much more but I think that's the official classification uh, for this kind of art style uh, this, the music's fantastic um, and uh, just the actual gameplay itself it's fast enough where I'm not. Uh, disengaged uh, like a lot of the boss where it, it doesn't feel boring to me uh, is, is more specific more correct to even say. during like the the grind sessions even during the grind sessions well I haven't hit the part I haven't hit the truly grindy parts yet because I still haven't discovered all the characters uh, all the heroes and so I'm constantly swapping people out and the people uh, who like the main says the character you start with is always going to be there um, and then the other uh, three that I keep rotating, they level up a lot quicker. So it's nice to see the level up and you know choose the, the perks Numbers and stuff. Going up, they're so good. So when I actually get to the grindy parts, I'll report back in. But I I think I'm I'm okay with it. I remember breeding you know 500 Pokemon and Pokemon Platinum to finish up my Pokédex. I remember doing all of that, just running around in circles. So I feel mm-hmm. like. I could I could deal with this. Um, the the gameplay is fast enough where it's it doesn't leave me bored, um, and the boss fights are really intense, and I love it um, because you have to be very decisive and precise with every movement you make um, uh, up at a certain level, and it's uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I do. I think there's one thing I really do enjoy about this game in terms of uh, battle mechanics is uh, breaking breaking the defense, breaking yeah. the enemy. It's such a satisfying thing when you're able to do it so much. Now, uh, it sounds like that you're happy that you might never have to stop the grind, so to speak. So <laughs> thank you for upholding our slogan. Uh, there was a couple other games that you've played. Uh, obviously, you played your fair share of Destiny 2, I'm sure, right? Not as yeah. much as Octopath this week, but yes. Uh, wow, Destiny you- 2 just a little bit to play some of the new forges that was unlocked today. Uh, and just so you could list week. it on the list here, you know, it's like just you know, so I just could put it on the list. I might as well just take it off the list and talk about it regardless. It's um, like uh, we we got ties with uh, Bungie and to a much 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 lesser extent now Activision. Just like <laughs> they better talk about Destiny today, guys. Right, we're not gonna, we're gonna give him bad RNG if he doesn't talk yeah, about how great Destiny Two is today. Definitely not paying us any money or one nothing. So yeah, are, are um, you checking your bank account, Nick? I don't know what you're talking just, about. Beyond, just make sure the, the, the check clears. <laughs> uh, Beyond Destiny 2, I picked up a free game on Steam called Deceit. We both have, Nick. Yes. Um, yes. You see, this is interesting here. For the uh, people that are listening right now, Nick is unsure of what is happening right now because 
uh, truth be told, I'm going to tell us a little story. Nick can uh, corroborate as best as he can. Uh, let's say hypothetically, one night, it's four o'clock in the morning for me. I'm getting ready to go to bed because, quite frankly, building blocks on Minecraft is getting a little boring. Everybody that I want to play Sea of Thieves with, uh, you know, is passed out or you know, busy and whatnot. And also, I get a message from my friend here, Nick, saying, "Hi." Uh, I, actually, I, I probably could read it in all caps, but uh, hypothetically, let's just say I got a little message from Nick saying, "Oh boy, what are you doing? <laughs> just chilling. How are you doing?" You want to play Deceit with me and my buds? And, you know, I would say five minutes later, I was in the group with a bunch of random people. I have no idea who they were. And Nick showed me a whole new world of a game called Deceit. Now, what is Deceit? Uh, Deceit is very much like uh, Talon of Salem and Dead by Daylight mixed into like this one interesting buggy free-to-play game. Um, very buggy, as we learned. Oh, man. Um, Basically, there's six people uh, put into uh, one, essentially a room, but let's say one stage. You have about, uh, I don't remember what the time limits are, but let's say you have about 90 seconds to find um, uh, equipment, uh, uh, weapons, ammunition, armor, because two of the six people are infected. Uh, The goal for the infected is to kill everybody, but they can only transform when the lights go out after 90 seconds, um, and they can only transform once they've 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 drank six blood bags. Words are hard. It's okay. The, the plural word of strep throat is streep throat, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> uh, once they've drank uh, six blood bags, and then they can transform every time it goes dark. Now, after uh, the first stage, when it goes dark, after you have to find fuses to open up the exit. Uh, once you exit and you proceed to the next area, um, you get more equipment. Uh, you can pick up scanners to scan people uh, and check whether they're infected or not and then you go through another night cycle uh, dark cycle then you escape from that area and move into the final area where you actually have to uh, uh, unlock the exit at the end of the the dark cycle and survive through all of that while sitting and trying to figure out who's infected who's innocent Uh, the infected can play games and lie and you know blame it on other people try and frame people it's the namesake uh, is very apparent uh three rounds of sorts where you if you're infected you and one other person must mingle maybe even help uh the other players try to escape (laughs) however at the same time you must also follow your own vendetta of slowly getting the blood bags nick was talking about i believe um, i thought it was you only needed three when it was during the the daytime cycle so um so on the blood stands there are two during the day and then there's one during the night Ah, okay. So yeah. that that makes more sense. Now, mind you, as you're trying to get these blood bags, you got to make sure no one else but the infected, you know, can see because or see that because if they figure out that even you know chugging some blood bags, uh, that might look a little bad on you. Unless it also you makes have... a very audible gulp too, so you have to be very mindful of who's around you. Now, how far away can people hear that? I actually don't know, but I would say. At least I would. I, I generally put a room between me and uh, anybody else whenever I drank a blood bag. Okay, fair enough. It, it, it's it's funny because there was a situation where a, a player in five feet in front of me went and re- looked at me, looked at the bag, and then chugged the damn thing right in front of me. And then he immediately declared that I started swinging from the bag, and I'm like, "What the?" F-? And you can do that. Uh, they don't know between the two people which one of the two. But I mean, me being the rookie and having trouble trying to be, you know, 
deceitful to these other people and trying to uh, you know make a good impression on which this is a god-awful terrible game to make good first impressions <laughs> as it turns out uh, thank you nick and <laughs> but in all the meantime you know you got to convince uh there's moments where like uh you got need one person to stand on a platform to raise a uh uh, a bell top uh, the so you can grab an item such as a shotgun or a lethal injection and meanwhile if you're innocent <laughs> if you're innocent uh you know uh, you might well another player comes up and say hey let me grab this real quick and they'll grab it the, you know he'll run up and grab a lethal injection and then five minutes later in the final round that same motherfucker will come around the corner and stab you in the neck with it and kill you instantly uh because it was it turns out he was infected and he wanted an easy way to, to score a nice kill there's also been times where I, i've watched a youtube video about this and this was comical where uh, a person goes up and infect a person with a scanner a scanner is a one-time use item they'll show if they're infected or not he goes up to somebody who's innocent uh, make sure no one else can see it and starts shouting oh my god he's infected he's infected and they just murder this guy down even though he was flat out innocent <laughs> and just shit like this is is comical at best but i, I get really guilty if i try lying it, it, it messes with me man it, it freaks me out so then i get dead quiet and then if i'm dead quiet everybody knows i'm fucking infected hell it was like i was such a rookie i think in the second round they realized i was a infected like immediately so they shot me down like eh, we kind of feel bad for this infected guy we should let him live and it's like okay okay <laughs> Even you, Nick, there's a couple times where you're trying to be helpful with me while slowly plotting my murder. But there's also a couple times where we were together and it was it was comical. It was interesting. It was really stressful for the most part because I had no idea who I could trust. And, it, you know, anybody that wanted to be my friend, I was immediately suspicious of. So it's like eventually I just kind of stuck the Nick whether or not he was infected or not. That way he couldn't do shit. But it was interesting it was fun yeah I'm, I'm sorry it was a crash course in meeting some of my friends that i play with regularly but uh i figured you know what let's see what happens and uh uh you know now you know the game I, a little bit better i mean i saw all the messages where they're shouting on the discord we need anybody please come on for a six person so the fact that you're trying to you know pin it down like it was a good experience for you to meet my friends no you needed a six nick don't don't try to flower this I, I, I didn't force anybody into it i asked if you wanted to play you said yes i did i did and uh with uh, enough progress i hope that we can play a little bit more together with uh your your friends <laughs> If you want to call them that, I'm suspicious now. <laughs> it's the internet. It's easy to lie to people sometimes. That is very true. And uh, I am a very gullible person. So this is like my worst nightmare game, essentially. Well, I mean, beyond, beyond gullible, these, uh, with, the, with the game like this, I enjoy it. Like, you've seen how it can get with Town of Salem. You've, like, and now you've seen how it can get with Deceit, where I have no problem trying to... Uh, pin it on people or I'm constantly following people despite being infected for two stages and all of a sudden I'll turn on people because they've had their backs uh, their defenses lowered and their backs to me that's fucked up man that's so <laughs> fucked up like that's it makes me nervous about you like you, your qualities as a person now makes me suspect <laughs> as all hell man uh, um, oh. <laughs> what have you been playing Tyler beyond deceit uh, I, I played a couple of mobile games this week. I did have a day where I was driving and I didn't want to bring my Switch because I felt like it was uh, pulling my attention away even during the times we were delivering. And so uh, I tried a couple of new games on the phone. Now, 
Puyo Puyo is a game that's currently, uh, the rights to it is owned by Sega right now. Uh, it's been handled by a bunch of other different companies throughout the years, but Puyo Puyo Tetris being the, uh, the latest uh, level in the games, or uh, set in the series, I guess, I've really wanted to play some Puyo Puyo. Now, granted, I've tried playing Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch, but when you play on the campaign, uh, the first whole level, like eight different rounds, you can only play Tetris. And that was that was horrifying to me. I hate Tetris, as it turns out. I'm terrible at it. And uh, I, I, I don't see myself wanting to get better, honestly, because it just doesn't seem that much fun. A quick side note, did you know that Tetris is the best-selling game worldwide of all time? That is very true, yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just they just told me about it in class the other day, so I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Let me tell Tyler. Anyways, carry on. It, it is absolutely, uh, and hopefully, it doesn't increase anymore. Honestly, <laughs> I would feel better knowing that Fortnite was the best-selling game of all time compared let's, to. Let's, let's not talk about the devil. This is a this okay. Is, oh, you get the, the devil out of my Christian Minecraft servers. And so I've been. Looking for a Puyo Puyo on the mobile. Puyo Puyo does not exist on the Android mobile market under the license aspect. Uh, Sega has never thrown anything up there like that. Uh, I mean, the closest thing I've seen is uh, Capcom's uh, was a Street Fighter Turbo Puzzle Fighter or something like that. I don't remember what it's called, sure. but no, yeah, it's, it's some fancy name. But Puyo Puyo, I, I just want to play me some Puyo Puyo. So I've learned and found a little game, a little Chinese knockoff, and I think it is a legit, literal Chinese knockoff because it's by a Chinese-based company called Paya Paya. Uh, P-A-Y-A, P-A-Y-A. So instead of the U-O, it's A-A. Anyways, Paya Paya is an interesting and pretty fun game. It brings in a new aspect to how I can play Puyo Puyo because... I get to do everything by touchscreen. Now, playing Puyo Puyo normally with a controller, it, you know, that's uh, very concrete in the, the control scheme. So when you're trying to mess with things on a touchpan or touchpan, touchpad, it, it gets kind of weird. Uh, moving stuff around, mm -hmm. swiping up to send it instantly down, uh, pushing, you know, the side of the screen to rotate it this way or the other side of the screen to rotate it the other way. And uh, it's going to take me a little while to get used to it but I think there's a good possibility where I could have a really good amount of fun with it. And the nice thing about it is it's completely free and you are able to play with other people that you know over the phone if you really wanted to. So this brings the possibility of, you know, if I'm going on a, a ride or, you know, hanging along with somebody and they don't have anything else to do, I could play Paya Paya with them. And I thought that, you know, it's fun. So for those who are interested in, you know, hearing out what the hell I'm talking about, just search it on the Android market. I have no idea about Apple. It, it exists yeah. on the iOS store, I confirmed the other day. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, another game that I was playing on the mobile market is Destiny, Nick. Destiny. Destiny, Destiny. Uh, Child. Child. Uh, 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 yes, uh, Destiny 0 0.5, the Child of Destiny. Uh, Nick, I, I got to ask you this question last time, and unfortunately, you now know what the hell is this game. Uh, Destiny Child I'm is... Honestly, I wish I could forget what this game was so you could tell me all about it again and I can rediscover it. So, humor me with this idea. Uh, a few months ago, this game was technically, I think, uh, Korean-based uh, at first, and it's now worldwide released. Yep. And I can't tell you dates or times or anything like that. I saw somebody playing it on Twitch, and I had no idea what the hell it was, but it looked like an interesting JRPG. And so when I discovered it was on the phone... I attempted to download it 
and I've fallen into what I can only describe as a Korean-based cesspool of an RPG. And I am trapped, Nick. I need help. I need to get out of this because this could get really dangerous real quick. I haven't hit... Uh, there's there's got to be terms for this kind of stuff where you're, you're playing the game it's completely free and it's fun and it's a gotcha game but you're going to hit that that wall where you either got to start waiting for huge periods of time or you right. start paying money that money wall i haven't hit that money wall yet and i've you know i put in a, a good couple hours into it so far and man i have I'm scared once I hit that because I'm not going to spend money on it. It doesn't mean I have to quit then at that point because when that happens, just, you just chuck your phone out the window. It's not worth it. It, it just stinks. Just the idea. It's like I, I at this point, it's like, can you hack a mobile game to just get like <laughs> if it's not if it's just a single player campaign? Can you hack a mobile game so where they can't you know fuck around with you now? For those who don't know, Destiny Child, uh, I'm going to give you a very light premise of a story here. You are a floppy-looking, Colgate emo, toothpaste-haired motherfucker that just looks like that. He, he, like I'm not a bully type of person, but this is the kind of kid I would beat the shit out of in high school-looking <laughs> motherfucker. He, he just looks so dopey and such an idiot. And yeah, you know, it's like, oh, this is in your know, fucking like an anime. This is your I'm an ordinary normal character in high school. No, this this kid is worse than that. Like, he apparently is a demon who came from the infernal realm and went to the human realm because he got sick of all that hellish funk. And so now he is uh, this loser, teenager-looking fellow who lives in a small apartment with a part-time job at a convenience store. And it's like, at this point, it's like, I feel like hell would be worse at this point. Or, that sorry, better. Of, um, that reminds me of, like, a knockoff story from The Devil is a Part-Timer. My, uh, yes, uh, the demon lord <laughs> or something like that. Yes, uh, I feel like that is actually a much better story. That's a much better. It was funny as fuck. This this story cannot redeem itself. He tries paying his electric bill through his phone and apparently signs up in a contract contest to become the next demon lord (laughs) of all of hell. And it's like that'll happen, Tyler. That will happen. He was like, "Oh, it must be in my electric bill. I better hit agree." And it's like, "Boop, okay." And suddenly he gets slapped in the face with this floating, very largely bosomed lady who is apparently going to help him uh, gather an army of childs, not children, childs, because childs in this one is the result of uh, a spirit of sorts. Uh, Devils like him, especially in this contest, doodad, uh, are going up to people who want their wishes to come true. And by making a pact with these people, you know, deal with the devil and all that stuff, uh, they take a small portion of the person's soul and completing the task, and they turn that into, like, a warrior-like spirit. Now, Nick, uh, do you remember about the first person you tried to make a pact with? Uh, was it a, was it a nurse? This poor, lonely woman who uh, was just yeah, sick yeah, of yeah, being yeah. a nurse. It was such a drag in her life. She wanted something new and a little bit more exciting, and so you you make a pack with her trying to make you know life a little bit more exciting for her in some shape or form. Now you know how devils are. They, you know they say they're gonna do that, but then they'll find some wild coerce coerce sideway way of like you know, it's like I want to be filthy rich. So they you know they make them dirty and make them rich with <laughs> sadness or something like that. And so it's like you're filthy. Make him a dirty Richard. Rich. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that, that's that's funny. 
they 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 rename him legally into Richard and then just cover him with like cobwebs and shit. Nice one, Nick. Hell, you you could make a good devil. Hell, I I should know that just by watching you play deceit. Anyways, I don't know what to talk about. You go into this person's psyche, almost uh, a la persona style, where you're trying to sort through their emotions and stuff and find the child that is hiding within. Because apparently they materialize after that and you're trying to capture them. And somehow this solves the wish part too at the same time. I don't know how. And so the the child, mind you, is at least between 18 and 25 years old uh, for legal sake. Uh, is this so. giant uh, nurse looking genie who is called a succubus. And of course, as you would say, of course it was the fucking succubus that is, you know, the child inside this bored, lonely nurse lady. And she's riding on this, riding on like a lot of certain things, I guess. Uh, I would say a rocket, but it's a giant syringe that's filled with milky white liquid. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 I, I, I would not want whatever it was in there stuck inside me. Let's put it that way. Oh, man. Uh, and you know you defeat her she joins you and it's like how do you fight these people well let's you can have up to five uh childs in your team and each one of them has a different role one might be attack one might be tankier uh one might be healing and one might be statuses or stuff like that and so i have uh multiple different people on my team beating the shit out of like uh waves of enemies in each chapter and of course there's you know there's a health system between the two of them you can do uh slide skills which uh is like a cooldown based attack you can do tap skills which just does you know boosted attacks and then you got like super mega skills and all that all the you know the good japanese good right, shit. Right, right, right. and so i'm just burning through waves after waves of characters i guess and I, I th- I'm trying to figure out how they catch all these players to be interested in this kind of game. And I think what I discovered, and I didn't mention this last time, is uh, you can interact and upgrade all these ch- childs. Now, mind you... Ah. Ah, yes. Th- yes, this goes in the direction. Now, mind you, I have one male child so far, but all the other characters, for some reason, like every single one, are women. And, I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess uh, by interacting with these people, they'll give you like story plots, almost Fire Emblem style to raise the rank. And uh, I, I haven't seen anything like wildly dirty or perverted yet, but every single time you interact with the character, it just sounds like the beginning of a like a cheesy anime rom-com at this point. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it's like, okay, I see where I'm going. I'm sure by the time I you know raise it from rank B to A, they'll be smooching or something like that and saying, I love you, you weird, cold-gate-haired bastard. And it's like, I love you too, mysterious spirit that I haven't totally paid money for. And it's like, okay, cool, awesome, fantastic. So I'm guessing that's oh, where this the is hook. a This is a gotcha dating sim, then. Uh, there totally is uh, dating potential in this. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm very sure about that. I, it stinks because uh, the girl that you see in the main picture, uh, I don't even remember what her name is, uh, but... You know, she looked interesting. She looked power, powerful. She looked like she was going to have fun. And she has such a minor, non-existent role in this whole damn game that's kind of disappointing. Like, if the, even the profile picture of this game is a bait and switch at this point, and then they just give me this horrifying... 
okay this this character is maybe not horrifying but i realized that this game is such smutty perversion that it's like Hmm. why am i even playing this it's like i tell myself it's for the rpg i mean every single like you know there's always a a character in uh anime or manga you know for us weeaboos they're like oh wow that's my wifey or some shit like that oh yeah you know that i got that character you just can't help but really liking I haven't found that character yet, and that's kind of scary. It's like, what does that mean? Does that mean I've turned normal? Because I, I, I want to go back into my you know, decrepit filth of Japanese culture. Well, I mean, if or it helps, it's a Korean, Korean game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, just the way that all the characters are drawn and moving around and stuff, it just uh, it just freaks me out. It's like uh, kneecaps very much not screams like um, you know Black Desert Online. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of. Like I have no style. idea what that is. Do you know what Black Desert Online is? No. Well, I've never played it, but it's like um, it's it's an MMO RPG basically. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It looks like a lot to get into. It's completely free. I, no, it's not free. Maybe it's free, but it's not very expensive. Uh, but it's this massive, growing thing, and uh, there are some very suggestive um, characters and character creation options. Um, yeah. Go on. Yes, Nick. Uh, Basically, you can have um, somebody who somebody who aerodynamically shouldn't move as fast as they should. Um, <laughs> oh, oh that, of... that, <laughs> that's a way. That's a word. That's a phrase. Are you okay there, Nick? Because I I'm feel okay. like you're. I'm trying you're to. Afraid I'm trying of, to you're afraid of stepping right on a uh, a press release landmine at this point. I'm just trying to figure out the the appropriate way to word it, but. As you were talking um, about, uh, these are Child, games of depravity. I downloaded it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you downloaded Destiny's Child? Yes. Oh, you poor soul! Like just as you were talking, I haven't opened it yet. I'm probably gonna open and delete it immediately. But yeah. now, did you just download it like from straight from the store? Or did you open it to download the full game? Because there, I'm guessing there's multiple gigabytes worth of game data. Uh, it was so, like 65 megabytes, so I haven't opened it okay, yet. Okay, so you 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 have. A good minute so if you legit want to actually try this horrifying game go right ahead but you're gonna have to wait uh at least a half hour or so i I mean depending on how good your wi-fi or phone signal is uh other than that i've been playing a little game called sea of thieves i'd like to think uh that Mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a bit of a pirate myself personally uh i played with you nick we played a little bit We, we we played a little bit and nick i'm gonna say in the air i'm sorry too will you forgive me no, that's fine. Don't worry about it, dude. It's okay. Yeah. Ironically enough, also, I want to point out, last week I talked about how within five minutes of playing with Brandon, the Kraken attacked <laughs> us immediately. The moment I play with Nick for the first fucking time, we leave the port, and sure as shit, within spitting distance of the dock, we get immediately attacked by the goddamn Kraken. But we and- won. Uh, we won. Not only did we manage to fight it off, we won. We got a treasure worth 500 gold. It was fantastic. It was actually, you know, it, it was felt- about it was about the victory more than anything else. Like 500 gold is practically nothing, but it was just purely the fact that we survived. Yeah, we did. And then uh, somehow, then we uh, we proceeded to attack uh, a galleon, a galleon. Uh, that was pretty well decked out so we knew the players at least spent more than like two hours playing the game and i don't, I don't know how many players was on it i'm, I'm guessing up to four at least uh there were at least us, three uh, at least three so us and our two-man sloop versus this giant ass galleon 
uh, of course, I'm just wanting to keep my own business. I want to find gold and stuff. But Nick sees uh, sales and he's like, okay, the sales don't need, you know, they need to go down. And mind you, I'm a PvP heavy player and this is my first time playing the game. Yes, in you like, are. Um, eight months, nine months. And so I'm like, I just, I just want to have fun. And for me, fun is going and messing with other people. And we scared them off. Those people did not want to fight us because they couldn't. You were you're too good on the cannon, and I was too good with the gun on their ship. It was just weird because the first time you got on their ship, you were like, "Oh, they're saying, do you really want to have this fight?" And by God, we fucking fought for like 10, 15 minutes. We did end up uh, like trying to leave the fight because I ran out of fucking cannonballs. That I any- think uh, did we run into the storm? Was it that fight? Uh, that was actually a fight later on in the day. <laughs> oh, was it the uh, little sloop? Was it the one man sloop? Yes, yes. Fuck so that guy. We duped it out w- with the the galleon. Uh, galleon couldn't hit us for shit. We kept beating. Oh, uh, Nick kept murdering, and then I kept hitting the ship. But they're obviously able to repair it. I ran out of cannonballs, and I was like, "Well, either I ran them and I just sink ourselves, or you know, we just you know live the fight another day." So we left. They tried chasing us, realized they could not chase us by any stretch of the imagination. And so they just kind of buggered off. And then later on in our little adventure, we went to a, uh, a base with, uh, I think uh, we did a mission to gather chickens and stuff. I don't remember what, uh, no, I don't remember what I, we did. I, I don't think it was the same sessions. It was the first session where I think um, uh, we were just roaming around still. And then we saw a, uh, we saw a sloop. At a, yes, at an and, outpost, sloop and then we're there. like, all right, we just go straight for it. And of course, I was worried that Nick wanted to just sink the ship to say, welcome to fucking CFDs, motherfucker. And uh, uh, we both uh, agreed that let's try peace. Let's be, let's be peaceful, you know, have fun. We hopped on. Nick was hanging out over there uh, with uh, his fucking accordion out or something. And this guy is flat out ignoring him, which I cannot blame him because he's like, maybe if I ignore them, they'll leave us alone. Of course, if you ignore a very loud chihuahua, the chihuahua will continue to make sure that his presence is known. Uh, He takes off. I'm like, motherfucker, I I need cannonballs. So I jump on a ship, drop his (laughs) anchor on him, and loot cannonballs and then hop off. Meanwhile, Nick is still trying to play the peaceful person. He's a good cop. I'm the guy that's like looting cop, bad cop. And, uh, you know, I make back to our ship with more cannonballs because I'm, I'm an asshole. And this guy, uh, you know, takes off again and begins shooting at Nick, forcing Nick no, off the ship. No, motherfucker stabs me. Stabs he, sta- he pulls out his sword and he stabs me. And I'm like, all right, now fuck this guy. Now we have to chase him down. And he, for a single for a single person manning that little sloop, he did well. He stayed right ahead of us, changing the you know angle of his sails, uh, piloting, whatever. He did well. Nick uh, viciously declared that we had to now chase him down because he was not friendly, even though he should have. He had every right to be hostile, Nick. We we stole his but shit. I didn't. We... I no, you stole his shit. I was just standing there with. I think it was my lantern out. Okay. And I was just shining some light in his face. I was just trying to illuminate his way, you know, his world. I was just trying to be helpful. Okay, let's say hypothetically, uh, this is a real world situation. <laughs> some guy's trying to get into his car. You're standing on top of his car playing the harmonica. I come up, he's trying to leave. I come up, slam his car into park, loot his glove compartment for you know spare change, <laughs> and I leave. And you're still up there playing your goddamn harmonica. Uh, you know, I'm looking at you saying, hey, brother, thanks, you know, hey, hey, nice harmonica, you know, you know, come see me later or some shit. What is, do you think those guys was like, hey, mate, you want to have a conversation? Oh, he's, he's going to fucking floor it. 
See, I no, that's fine, but I don't think that was stab stabbing worthy. I feel like he should have pulled out his gun, and he should have just aimed it at me, scare me off a little. Then I would have backed off. He just no, went straight wouldn't. to the stabbing. I would have backed. Yeah. No, I would have. I would have shot him. <laughs> I would have shot to, back. You trying to play diplomacy <laughs> with a fucking gunpowdered weapon in your hand? And so we chase after him. I'm guessing for a good half hour, just following him. At this point, like yeah. it was such a, a slow chase. I was eating my supper while we did this. <laughs> And then he was heading straight into a monsoon, and I asked Nick, I was like, we shouldn't do this. Just We're, we're going to get sunk just trying to chase after this guy, and there, there's no win in that. Yeah, so, and I conceded, and I'm like, all right, yeah, let's just turn away. Um, and he, brave soul, went straight into the storm. Uh, he tried following us for a second. I'm not sure what was up with that, but he kind of turned around and said, fuck it. And I believe at this point is we end up in, uh, encountering like a, a pirate ship of sorts that... Uh, wanted everything to do with us uh I, I like i don't know what the order of the events was but i do specifically remember later on we uh turned around we started heading in a direction and we saw a galleon again i'm like oh well uh, nick sees the galleon nick needs the galleon dead so we go on and it's the same fucking ship as before oh yeah it was the same people yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the same people we were messing with an hour and a half to two hours earlier that was very upset with oh us no at the time. It's, it's it's because um uh so after we turned away from the from the storm uh we see the galleon heading towards an outpost and then we decided to set chase and then they turned away from the outpost as uh we were chasing them because oh, they had treasure and then so i swung treasure. right by the i swung right by the dock you hopped off there was a guy who hopped off with a chest um and then I fucking you sniped him and stabbed him <laughs> took his chest and then cashed it in for us and, and so i just kept harassing them uh following them to keep them away from an outpost and uh, tyler caught up eventually um one of them snuck on board and then he started spawn killing me and so that wasn't fun oh oh but, but you know i that's you know what goes around comes around i could take it we got away with one of their chests they probably weren't too happy about it and that's good enough for me the poor souls they didn't want anything to do with us ever and we just kept coming in like the fucking butt wipes that we were not only did you we... know why tyler why nick because we're pirates Yar, we are pirates of the internet cyber space we go yar yar we take what we please surfing down the cyber species and free parking i know ha ha no that doesn't okay. get edited into something i'm gonna be sorely disappointed that song is completely made up by me a very long time ago and i just feel like it was fitting uh you know a very long time ago um but yeah no i'm uh i, I think i got my fair share of like fucking with people um going out of my way to try and antagonize people um also, it's very difficult with a smaller ship. Yeah, uh, it, it totally is. Honestly, I'm debating whether or not we should try to just two-man a galleon at this point just to see what it would be like because uh, one thing I noticed is uh, we both can't shoot at them at the same time while, you know, no. just leaving the steep, you know, so if we could just at least do a brigadier for two cannons on the top and the one side, that would be fantastic. But uh, also, I like to criticize you a lot in the game. And it's in such a way, like, I'll ask Nico, like, did you just do this? Did you just do that? Did you just fall off the ship? Did you just, uh... I feel like it'd probably be in the same manner as, you know, if I were to play Destiny with you on PC. 
purely because you've put a lot more time into this game and you know like you know what's what works what's efficient and then if you come over to destiny and, and then you start doing things where it's kind of like are you fucking kidding me Thomas? are you fucking level 25 what, what's going on here it, it just if there's a lot of things that you do like uh, that threw me off like are, are you like for example when we went for the the fort you were heading dead on towards the two main towers of the island and they're firing at you. I'm like, what are you doing, Nick? <laughs> In my defense, the last time I did a fort, I had a full group of people and there were the two guys who knew exactly what to do. Um, so all they told me was, stand by the anchor. I'm like, all right, boss, I'm ready. And so they're like, uh, so I believe the one guy, um, as we were making our approach, um, probably in a similar position to where we made our approach, um, you know, went hard left. He's like, drop the anchor, drop the anchor. One person shot well, shot himself at a tower on the left side. One person shot himself at a tower on the right side. And I was just there on anchor duty. So I'm like, you know, I have no experience. Fair enough, Nick. Fair enough. <laughs> I also discovered uh, that rowboats exist. You can attach them to the back of uh, the ship. So oh, really? that's a fun... Yeah. Uh, uh, you could... T- I watched a uh, stream of somebody who completed a fort by himself with nothing but a rowboat and threw it all on this rowboat and just, you know, went to the nearest outpost. It was god-awful slow, but it was stealthy as all hell. <laughs> just imagine this tiny boat with 20,000 gold worth of treasure just sitting on it. And, you know, he's throwing it onto uh, the shore and then running it up. And some guy just randomly, like, stumbled on it and he pulled out his gun and pointed out that this giant-ass barrel and says... Don't you dare fucking touch a single thing of it. And it's just it scared the guy <laughs> off. And it's like, I can't blame him. It's just it's vicious. But yeah, you could totally get up if find a robo on an island, you can row it around to the back of the ship, attach it and detach it as you see fit. And you can use that instead of uh getting so close to uh dispatch and get treasure on a lot easier. Okay. But yeah, with that. So that, I mean that's pretty much been all that I've been playing. Uh let's talk about uh the big discussion this week nick uh some things uh, happened man salvation 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 is that what you're gonna call it okay guardians guardians make their own fate that was a <laughs> that was a line from um the vault of glass the first raid in destiny one um where after like at the end mechanic at the boss fight uh once you complete a certain mechanic to actually enter the damage phase against the final boss um, a message pops up with Guardians make their own fate, which is coincidentally some of the uh, same uh, was the message that a lot of the uh, people who work at Bungie tweeted as well. Bungie has split from Activision. Yes, they have. Hallelujah. And they kept Destiny too, specifically. Uh, I guess we should say that with you know, all level of detail, uh, Destiny's fate is now entirely in uh, Bungie's hands with... Uh, little to no outside influence beyond that of the player base so this is gonna lead to a lot of interesting results nick so a lot of a lot of our information for uh, our discussion today is coming from uh kotaku uh written by uh, from a kotaku article written by jason schreier um and some bits of information borrowed here and there from uh official announcements from destiny and activision um the first big thing i'm uh, not necessarily the only big thing or the first big thing but Destiny will stay on the Blizzard launcher. Which is weird, um, but I, I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, it's... I think, it, honestly, I think it'd be... Uh, just thinking about it, program... Uh, about how much uh, time and effort it would take to change a lot of these systems over. Um, it's probably not worth anybody's money. 
I mean, it's 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 easy for Blizzard to just remove it from the uh, Blizzard store itself, but then a lot of the anti-cheat software is like Destiny uses Blizzard software, and so trying to figure out who gets what in this split would probably be a lot of time, effort, and money that nobody wants, especially Activision, considering that they decided to cut costs recently and they're forcing uh, Blizzard to make a few decisions. Now, interesting question: Is do you think there's any kind of split going to the publisher for uh, still hosting the servers to sell that? Like uh, like how Steam and uh, Epic does it. They you know like uh, Epic has I think the eighty eight twelve split. Do you think uh, Activision still ch- like is going to try to charge Bungie for every purchase? Honestly, I don't know. Um, we're I, really at this point, it's a waiting game in uh, with a lot of things. Uh, one of the things is um, we don't really know the true nature of uh, Activision Bungie's relationship uh, beyond them, beyond the publisher developer relationship. Uh, we it's good speculation, and there's good cause for the speculation that uh, a lot of the microtransactions and a lot of the monetization, the scummy monetization schemes in Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 uh, were a direct result of Activision's influence. Um, mm. Uh, setting uh, strict release deadlines, strict, uh, you know, needing to have like content drops regularly was probably Activision's influence. Uh, For example, the last DLC uh, before Destiny 2, uh, Rise of Iron, was supposed to be Destiny 2. That was supposed to be the start of Destiny 2. Huh. Oh, Um, I didn't know that. There was, honestly, uh, this doesn't remove any... uh, a lot. This doesn't remove. Uh, this is. Uh, this is. This doesn't remove Bungie uh, from the problems that Destiny Two has faced. It it takes a big chunk away from them, but Bungie is still at fault for some design decisions that they made, and some of the the things that they decided to go forward with the game. Um, that still falls on Bungie. But what what the argument now is, uh, the sentiment being shared on social media is more hopeful than blind. You know, oh, Activision's gone. The evil's been defeated. Bungie, you know, Destiny's saved. Uh, it's more of uh, it's more of a hopeful <laughs> sentiment that now Bungie is truly responsible, like a hundred percent responsible, if they fuck up. And so, this does this mean if Destiny Two or the Destiny franchise, if it starts to go into a sour section here, does that mean Bungie is screwed at this point? What well, what happens? Um. I don't think Bungie screwed because um, last year in July, I believe they got a hundred dollar, hundred million dollar infusion from NetEase to work on a new IP. So Bungie still has that to fall back on, but the Destiny community, Destiny might be dead as we know it, depending on how things play out. We probably, probably will not see anything happen um, in the short term uh, because the next few months of content have already been planned, and I think in a time of I don't want to say turmoil, but in a in a time of uh, turbulence like this, where everybody's trying to figure out what's happening and there's a split that's going on, um, that they have something stable to fall back on. And I think they're going to stick with that. And I think they should. I think they should take the time to figure out what they want to do, because I'd rather there be uh, proper content, things properly thought out and released rather than something pushed pushed out hastily just because something needs to be out right no one wants a a rushed product like that but at the same time the longer you make somebody wait the more they want to complain so it's it's almost a lose-lose situation at that point. it's very much lose-lose situation and the only thing you can do in that uh at that point is really just communicate what's going on which bungie has been notoriously bad for until forsaken where they got a little bit better with it where they're constantly giving us you know going back and forth with the community uh in regards to feedback on how the game is and what we want out of the game um i've never seen it personally 
do you feel like there might be a level of toxicity amongst the player base that might discourage them from continuing to do that? Oh, one hundred percent. But that's uh, honestly, I think that's the case with uh, everything. Um, that's but it true. All, it's it's just, it just depends also on how on where they're taking their information from, and I don't think Bungie are idiotic enough to just rely so- solely on their uh, forums and on Reddit because the forums, in terms of like how toxic the online communities can get. Uh, the Bungie forums and the Reddit, uh, Destiny Reddit, are up there. They're two of the saltiest places on Earth where uh, nobody can even stop for a moment and think that, all right, Bungie tried something different um, in regards to something that they released uh, uh, a week or a week ago. Uh, Bungie tried something different. It didn't go over well. And then everybody was just hating on Bungie rather than being like, this is why I didn't like this, rather than providing constructive feedback or feedback that was, you know, sound feedback, uh, a reasonable feedback. Because not everything's going to be a success. And so I think I think Bungie is getting a system down now where they're having summits uh, 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 pretty... or trying to have summits regularly, and I believe there is one coming up. I don't know if I'm supposed to know about it or even if it's true. Um, Ooh, secret hot takes. <laughs> but um, it's, uh, it's a waiting game right now, Tyler. Oh, boy. I, I love waiting games, especially when it comes to indecision for one of... Well, in in your case, uh, one of your favorite franchises, it it just stinks that, uh, because just thinking about it, some people don't even know what they want when it comes to Destiny. Uh, Developers don't know what the player base, I mean, they do, but it's like if they just keep putting out like generic stuff in the direction that people want, then people are like, oh, no, we wanted something more specific than this. Carve us out this. And it's like they don't have time for stuff like that. I'm not sure how big of a company, you know, Bungie is specifically, but uh it's just like without a uh, big uh, daddy Activision bucks, I feel like uh, it's going to be a, l- a little bit more difficult to uh, keep such a large uh, company afloat and uh, produce uh, that much content. Uh, but I don't know. I have no idea what the uh, sales records are going to be like. I feel like, um, I mean, this was a long time coming, I think. Um, and if they, the fact that they were able to do it, I want to say that they think they can survive uh, because... Any rational person wouldn't make a decision like this um, if they knew that they wouldn't survive a, a week without this kind of uh, cash that Activision's giving them. Um, so I feel like Bungie should be fine for a little bit. And I, uh, again, it's a waiting game. Um, I just, I just want to be hopeful, but I also want to be cautious because I have been burned before with uh, when I pre-ordered uh, Destiny Two and the first year pass, and all those expansions were garbage. And you were also absolutely right in the player base not knowing what they want because uh, Destiny Two base game, the first year was was very stale. Uh, it was way too easy. It was made for casual players, which is fine. But you have to do something to reward your hardcore gamers, and that's what Destiny 1 did, or at least it had some facets to it that rewarded the hardcore gamers by giving casual gamers uh, these specific things and hardcore cares these specific things. And so I'm I'm losing myself there. What was I trying to say? Um, Very good casual. question. Master Quest. Um, <laughs> they made a, the, the first year of Destiny 2 was very casual. Forsaken mm. introduced grindy elements to the game. People started complaining. People were complaining in Destiny Year One. The game's too casual. I need more grind. Grind was introduced. People start complaining. The game's too grindy. I need more casual. Isn't it fun? It, it's a lot of fun. So I, I just hope that things work out. But I'm very interested to see what's going to happen uh, development-wise uh, because uh, Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios did a lot of work. Um, 
and these are studios owned by Activision um, for Destiny and Destiny 2. Vicarious Vision specifically helped with the PC port um, for Destiny 2. And so I don't know how this uh, split's going to affect their relationship, whether they'd be allowed to even continue working. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 interesting. It's it's a good sign for independent pub, uh, developers out there that they can make it work and that they can stand up for themselves because um, I believe at the end of uh, towards the end of last year, Activision put out a statement saying that we're not completely happy with uh, the performance of uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken economically it didn't meet our sales quota. And mm-hmm. Bungie, in very, very nice words, uh, very paraphrased this coming from me. Uh, Go fuck yourself. We're happy with it. We're going to keep doing this. I believe they said they were happy with uh, their sales records, not uh, anything along the lines of uh, go fuck yourselves. But uh, yeah, sure. Jeez, Nick, you're trying to throw the heat there right on the spot. Good mercy, man. EA and Activision, two of the scummiest companies, in my opinion. Changed my mind. Wait, which two? EA and Activision. Well, no. Uh, I, 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 why would I change your mind? That's uh, objectively true. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm glad. I'm happy about this. Um agreement or just the whole split in general just the whole split in general like i feel like it should have happened uh it's going to mean the uh, hopefully it means the end of uh, playstation exclusives uh because a lot of the playstation exclusives be it weapons maps uh certain kinds of gear weapons armor we were time gated out of that for a year which (laughs) i find is fucking bullshit i'm sorry nick but uh the master race for uh playstation 4 deserves its rights oh yeah sure as if as if the playstation doesn't have good enough games already I mean, if if there's any group of uh, player bases for Destiny you should feel sorry for at this point, it's probably the Xbox community. It just feels like they don't get enough love. The the player base is apparently a fraction of what uh, the PlayStation and, the, you know, by a much larger extent, uh, the PC. Yeah, because why would you when you can get exclusives by playing on uh, the PS4 when it's the same exact experience playing between the two consoles and you get more exclusive by paying the same amount of money um, and that we're time-gated out of a year for it. It's uh, yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not too happy about the. I've never been happy about the exclusivity, but it never bothered me because a lot of the times, uh, the weapons ended up being shit. <laughs> what bothered me was the fact that we were paying the same price, and we got more. Yeah. That 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 could totally burn somebody's britches in bridges, depending on uh, your view. But in this case, I'm referring to the uh, the cloth pants, the bridges. Mm-hmm. They have been burnt. Okay, fair enough. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about besides uh, final... Well, let's say, what's your final word on this? Um, really, Realistically, don't expect anything long ter- uh, short-term. Um, expect to see something happen um, either towards the end of the year, around September, October, when uh, content usually drops again. Uh, new DLC usually drops. Maybe we'll see something uh, there. Or we uh, move straight into Destiny 3. Um, at the start... That's, of- that's a jump. That's a jump, I mean, at, the, at the start of the franchise, uh, b- before Destiny 1 launched, they talked about how they wanted it to be a 10, 12-year-long experience, the, the whole franchise. And so we are, what, I think we're approaching five years into this, or we are into the fifth year of uh, our Destiny journey. And uh, I think, honestly, just it, this happens a lot with a lot of my projects as well, just starting fresh might be more beneficial than anything uh their pve team has been fantastic in the last few months but their pvp team has been doing absolutely nothing um they either need to get their heads out of their asses and tell us what's going on and actually make some changes to make the game more viable at a competitive level or they need to get the fuck out and find somebody else to actually do the job 
also i don't know what happens at the development stage so i might be talking out my ass for all i know but that's how i as a player feel in regards to pvp it sounds like you have uh what's the term uh you call it dermot root or something like that what was the name of the root that you said you were taking uh to help with your sinuses uh what was that turmeric turmeric yes yeah. sounds like you have a lot of that because you were spicy as fuck right there <laughs> hot damn very watch out but, uh, uh, that's that's all i have to say about that thank you jason schreier and thank you J- jason schreier of uh, the kotaku article uh he's uh, said a couple of interesting not really controversial controversial but everybody makes uh some of the shit he says controversial for some reason i guess everybody wants to have an argument but uh game releases coming out this week we have onimusha warlords coming out from the playstation 4 xbox one switch and pc on the 15th which i believe is tuesday if i'm not mistaken you are correct uh, yes that i am thank you i am uh, uh maybe not so much of a big shock but a little bit of uh something that gives me confused feelings uh, Telltale's uh, The Walking Dead, the final season, episode three, Broken Toys, is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, also coming out this Tuesday. Now, mind you, this is uh, the, the next like step in the game that came out since uh, the near destruction of uh, the company at this point, losing. Practically, I'm pretty sure they're dead. But yeah, like I... the the company's gone. The only the only thing I wish from this game um, is purely that. Uh, some of the sales goes towards paying um, you know giving money to the actual development team and none of the executives because fuck them pieces of shit put hundreds of people out of their jobs didn't pay them enough worked them hard uh, to get for them to get away with money no do you think they're gonna actually do that I don't know what's gonna happen it's, it's I don't know either it's, uh, I hope that class action lawsuit goes through me too. Uh, next stop coming out on the 17th, which is this Thursday. Uh, ooh, excuse me. Uh, why? I'm still trying to figure this one out. Is it Y-I-I-K? Y-1-1-K? Uh, I guess it's Y. It could be Y-2-K, which you know, would be interesting. Uh, maybe it is Y-2-K. I don't know. But it's uh, W-I-I. Sorry. Y-W. I can't even fucking speak. Y-I-I-K. A I'm trying to figure it out. It, it looks like it's yik. <laughs> but... <laughs> Trying to spell it as yik. Jeez. A postmodern RPG coming out on PS4, Switch, and PC. No love for the Xbox One. Uh, don't know anything about it beyond the fact it's an RPG. I'm guessing it's postmodern. And the name is yik. Uh, coming out on the 18th, which is this Friday, we have two games. First one is Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown, which is a fantastic uh, flight battle simulator of sorts. Uh, it has a very good, strong history, especially on the uh, PlayStation 4 personally. Best friend loves the hell out of that game. And is, like I said, it's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. But for the Nintendo Switch, we have our second game, which is Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes. Now, I, if I remember correctly, No More Heroes is uh, a unique game that came out on the Nintendo Wii. Uh, I'm not sure if it got ported for the Wii U, but some reason this is making a return. It's coming back. And uh, after all this time, it's coming out on the Nintendo Switch. It's, yeah, it's really uh... throwing me off. It's a whole new game, according to, uh, uh, who's this? Uh, Goichi Suda. Sure. Yeah, from Grasshopper Manufacture. They're the developers and publishers with Nintendo as a, um, you know, third-party title, basically. Okay, uh, I will take your word for it. 
I've never touched the game, so I really don't have any strong opinions for or against it. So take that for what you will. Uh, do you want to tell us about uh, the same gaming for uh, Monday, January 14th? Uh, we've got a couple of games on this list. Uh, yeah, we do. Top, uh, Slime Rancher came out on PC in 2015. Uh, Amanda plays Slime Rancher, doesn't she? Yes, Amanda, my wife uh, loves the hell out of a Slime Rancher and it's such a weird thing because i'm pretty sure it's like either 20 or 30 dollars and it's never gone on sale despite how popular it is which sounds awfully like the legend of zelda breath of the wild Hmm. yeah people people love and die by slime rancher you can only imagine what people would do for the breath of the wild unfortunately there are some poor lost souls out there that feel like uh instead of spending the money rightfully for its hard-earned efforts of this game they'd rather just go for a sale and buy a you know potentially a good game but maybe not so much but that is uh as you know people's opinions and i strongly respect it but slime rancher anyways uh you know came out for the pc it's <laughs> it's a fun happy-go-lucky kind of game so you know um, give it a look if you really like it three years happy birthday next up on the list is mirror mirror's edge that came out so um, nick why didn't you get breath of the wild yet you keep saying it's purely because of the price yeah but you got christmas money and all that stuff why didn't you tell your oh your mom or something what's going on i don't celebrate christmas i just get the same amount of money i get every month oh i I see i shouldn't have gotten you the headset i should have gotten you fucking breath of the wild (laughs) It breaks my heart, man. It breaks my heart. I'm gonna get it and play through it eventually. I already put in the in the week that I had it. I put something like 20 hours into it. it I don't hate it. No. Hmm. Mm. Mirror's Edge came out <laughs> on PC in 2009, eh? Um. So, I don't know. I don't know if this is commonplace in uh, malls or at least like big places like. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what the best example would be, but we have like these hypermarkets that that just have like electronics, groceries, uh, uh, toiletries, all in one. So like think of Costco, but not in bulk. Um, okay. And so they'd have uh, TV set up with PlayStations or Xboxes where you could uh, tr- play some games, like try them out or whatever. And uh, mirrors that, that there was a one mall that I'd constantly go to because it was just like outside my house. And then I'd go there in the evenings after I'm done with school. This was when, way back when. Um, and then I just go and watch people play Mirror's Edge or I'd play Mirror's Edge. Um, it, at the time, uh, graphically, it was a beautiful game. And I've never actually played it, but, you know, happy birthday, Mirror's Edge, I guess. So you're telling me that you've put a large number of hours playing and watching it, but you still won't buy it. Yeah, because Nick. my parents my parents were picky with video. Do you know what it's like to grow up in a household? And you do know what it's like. You do know what it's like. No, I was born in a hole with a cloth over the covers. Where where I could only get, um, you know, a video once every four or five months. My parents refused to buy me other games because it uh, cut into my studies too much. So I only get a new game once every four or five months. That's why I've not actually played a lot of the games that a lot of people have played. And that's why people are surprised. We're like, oh, you've never played uh, insert game here. Oh, Nick, you need to try this game and this game and then watch this anime or watch this show on Netflix. There's a reason I've never played GTA is because my parents would never let me get the money to buy the game. I, I Honestly, I think my, my dad would have been okay with it, but I just never liked them in general. They're just... Yeah. I, I beat five, so I mean, I guess there's something to it, but it's just... Ugh. But anyways, yes, uh, Breath of the Wild came out in 2017, Game of the Year. Not, you know, the same gaming, but much love. Anyways, Burnout 3, Takedown. Uh, Nick, you have 
a lot of good feelings, happy energy for this game. I love it came this game. Out, it came out for the so 360 much. this day um, actually, in 2008. Actually, let me just look this up really quickly. Burnout 3, whether it's before or after Revenge. Uh, Burnout 3 is, in fact, after uh, Revenge. And Revenge was the first Burnout game that I ever played. Um, and it introduced the concept of... Um, um, uh, rev you know, getting revenge by crashing the person who just crashed you. Or, um, and Burnout 3 uh, just builds up on that. And then I believe the next one after that was Burnout Paradise, which in my opinion was open world, but not as good. I see. I'd like to disagree, but that's okay. That is okay. I'm pretty sure uh, Burnout Paradise came out much sooner than 2008. I'm just uh, putting that Actually, out there. Actually, here, we have a we have a bit of a discrepancy here. What's Burnout going 3 on Kickdown here? came out in 2004, but it came out on the PlayStation 2 and Xbox. So Burnout 3 Takedown coming out in 2008 for, for the 360. 360 makes sense. Um, and so PlayStation that always taking those exclusivity deals. Ugh. Well, no, it, it came out on the... It was a next-gen console, so it came out much later. I'm just messing with you, Nick. Uh, oh, okay. No. Can you see no what year uh, Burnout Paradise comes in? Uh, Burnout Paradise launched uh, 2008. So it came out the same year that Burnout 3 Takedown came? Uh, apparently, yeah. Although, I mean, well, no, that, that came out for the 360. So Burnout Paradise came much, much later than yeah. the actual origins of Burnout 3. So I guess that would make sense. Huh. I, I did not think, know yeah. that. That's why it was, it was strange when I saw that on the list. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that Burnout 3 is a lot older than revenge uh, not a lot by two years but anyways honest i had some of my uh some of the most fun with those games playing with my buds when i was growing up uh because my mom would never let me buy that game um yeah you know burnout paradise remastered i'm not sure if it came out last year or the year before but that was a fantastic game to play on the playstation 4 i kind of wish i gave it more time but next up on the list, Nick, uh, we have a couple of uh, history events for uh, companies. What's happening over here, man? Uh, we have THQ Incorporated uh, acquiring Big Huge Games in 2008. This was a strange acquisition because we've uh, researched Big Huge Games a little bit. Yes, um, and if I remember correctly, they only had one game that came out, and it was for the Android, I believe, uh, a mobile market uh, kind of game. And so I don't know if this was the... Uh, a foreshadowing of a series of events that would eventually lead to THQ's downfall because as we know that happened and now they've been resurrected as THQ Nordic uh, working on uh, Darksiders 3 which was mildly successful better than mm. uh, worse than they were hoping for but better than bad it just feels like weird for the uh, toy headquarters company to just buy a game like this or buy a company rather a developer just there was no set reason as far as we're aware because to this day big huge games has not made a second game since it you know it got bought out in 2008 so i have no idea what was the purpose of this and then you know a few years later thq as nick said bit the dust it was ugly but hey i mean uh, weird things or worse things have happened uh like fallout 76 Anyways, uh, uh yeah, over, let's uh, not open up. Let's not open up that box. <laughs> so we have opened up enough can of worms. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft uh, ended up buying a company that was over in uh, Japan. It was uh, one of their first bases over in Japan, uh, called now uh, Ubisoft Nagoya. Originally, it was known as Digital Kids Company Limited. 
they were known for games uh, mostly involving the uh, pet series, P-E-T-Z. So when you think of uh, you know, pets and all that stuff, uh, you know, this would be the company that would be in charge of it. Yeah. So was it? The, I believe it was the Nintendo DS that all those games mostly came on. And so, you know, getting to play with your, uh, your puppies and your ki- kitties and farm animals and all that stuff. It was made by this, which then uh, the company got bought up by Ubisoft. And I believe to this day, uh, they've been making pets games and other uh, simple stuff like that. They've kind of gone down and very quiet. I haven't really heard anything from Ubisoft over in Japan, because uh, when you think of Ubisoft games, it's usually over in like uh, Montreal or over uh, in the European side. So it's been a very long time since we heard uh, Ubisoft uh, Japan say anything. So I'm curious on what's going on over there right now. But yeah, uh, that happened in 2008, so it's been 11 years since uh, they've been bought out, and it's gotten really quiet. Uh, well, let's let's else? hope let's only hope for the best. Ubisoft is up there with some of my unfavorable publishers. Yes, I, I believe in this uh, wild pull you made out of your ass. Uh, you ranked it fourth, I believe. Sure. Uh, well, you said Activision and uh, EA. Uh, I'm guessing holding hands at first place. Uh, who would you say is number three? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. For me, um, no, I would I, probably I, say like Bethesda or something like that. Right, that that was the third. It was Bethesda. There we go. Okay. I, I, okay. Their name was escaping me. Yeah, it was Bethesda, and then uh, Ubisoft. And then you threw Ubisoft, which really threw me in the yeah. loop. I'm like, really, Ubisoft? I, I mean, you really don't hear that much. I was, I mean, for me, I feel like a uh, fourth probably for me would be Square Enix, but that's because they've just been doing a lot of weird they've shit, shit in the bed lately. Yeah. I mean, nothing to like, nothing so publicly, just a lot of mild grumblings on the internet yeah. forums. Sorry, Final Fantasy fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Coming out in 1992 for the Game Boy in Japan. Kubert, Kubert. Uh, so I watched uh, Wreck It Ralph, no, uh, the sequel to Wreck It Ralph recently. Um, and Kubert was in it. And I recognized him because because of this. And I uh, I recognize Kubert from the movie known as Pixels, a uh, Adam uh, Sandler yeah. starred movie, which makes me sad because uh, in the section we record for this, I'll never get seen the light of day. We had so much good to talk about Billy Zane uh, as the voice actor of Ansem from Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. So much Kingdom Hearts talk. Oh, man. Good times. But yes, uh, Kubert came out in 1992 this day. Uh, coming out in 1987, Nick. Oh, we're going way back. Uh, this was before I was born at this point, so yep. you, you can't you can't throw the history books <laughs> at me at this point. So you better you better watch out, Mister. You better watch what yeah, you say. Yeah, you got it, old man. Okay, young fellow. <laughs> Zelda Two came out for the Famicom. I I believe it came out later for the NES uh, over in the stateside. But this would have been the day that it came out for over in Japan. So it's first big release. Today is the day and the birthday of Zelda 2. It is now is officially. The, what's up? Where does Zelda 2 rank uh, place in your rankings? Uh, are you talking about as like uh, games I enjoyed of the Zelda franchise? Yes. I would probably. It's not very uh, high, I'm afraid. Uh, okay, as fine. Uh, you know, a general stigma of that has always been poor at best. So, you know, there's a couple of people like Zelda 2 is an okay game, and those people don't last too long in alleyways. So, you know, <laughs> Zelda 2 is it's, it's not that great of a game. It, it tried an idea, it did not work out so well. It was before I was even born, so it's like it didn't really have much of an effect on me. 
but a lot of fans were kind of scorned by it just a little bit but then they redeemed it with games like uh link's awakening and link to the past and right, so right. those heavy hitters you know came on the field both for the super nintendo and then uh, the game boy and so i think they got right back on track they recovered very well with it but with a lot of games uh in regards to nintendo's first party franchises the first, second game is usually really weird uh you know for example zelda 2 or super mario brothers 2 where uh mario is in this dream world you know doing this weird ass shit uh with very wonky looking enemies and all that stuff but then you know a lot of people might have had harsh feelings about that but then they got right on track with uh, mario brothers 3 which is beloved by a lot of people right. and uh i guess uh, another example would probably be donkey kong i guess donkey kong jr was really weird as a game but that was still technically an arcade game at that point and then i would like to think that they recovered with donkey kong country and it's kirby i think kirby was just normal good the entire time uh i believe it wasn't until the third game that kirby uh was introduced to the uh taking in an ability and then uh you know being able to use their enemies uh, attacks against them so it was a hot minute i'm trying to think of any other games where it was like that for uh most uh metroid well metroid metroid did good super metroid oh yeah it did really good uh starfox Star Fox 2 uh, I mean it was a great game last year I guess or the, in 2017 I've heard I've actually heard pretty good things fairly generally no. good things about yeah. Starlink yep oh yeah. Starlink oh you're gonna go for Starlink now oh boy well at least I'm going according to the game title oh okay oh, pardon me uh, lastly we have uh, for 1984 also coming out in Japan's uh, Famicom Tennis and tennis is obviously one of the first games that came out for the uh, the Famicom. So uh, it is mm-hmm. tennis and Zelda's uh, Zelda twenty second uh, birthday. Actually, no, sorry, thirty second birthday. Because uh, yeah, Oof. Zelda two came out thirty two years ago. How does that make you feel? Uh, I should be asking you that, not me. I've... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm only twenty seven. Okay, you better watch out, Mister. And then uh, you know thirty two, and then. Uh, whew, 35 35. years ago for tennis so the beginning of uh nintendo's video game franchising starting with the the famicon started over 35 years ago wow it's so weird the first zelda come out in 85 i'm pretty sure the first zelda came out in 85 did it i mean that would make sense uh around that time frame uh if you, if you want to check i should that. know from uh from uh the next all our quizzing and all that stuff was that one of the questions we asked i'm i I'm, like... i, I may, might not have been one of the questions but i'm pretty sure i definitely covered it at some point during my uh studies so uh this is for the u.s release i believe uh but uh oh my uh, uh february 21st 1986 is for the first Zelda. No. And then, actually, this might be in Japan, specifically, because uh, in 1987, January 14th, The Adventure of Link, which came out for the Famicom. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this, yeah, uh, came out in 86. I don't remember when the uh, NES came out, so that is uh, an interesting one. Nick, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LRWarrior11. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash LRWarrior11. Uh, fair warning, streams ha- are going to be fairly l- irregular while I get set up. Um, there's a l- the, the courses I'm taking have a lot more uh, 
deadlines than normal. These are all smaller, like assignments and tasks and stuff. But um, I need to get myself set up properly to, you know, make sure I have a good workflow and I'm not taking anything away from school. Uh, yeah, hmm. that's me. Good deal. Good deal. Also, just a heads up: uh, the console came out on July fifteenth, nineteen eighty-three. So okay. about six months or so later than tennis came out. So this is one of the first games uh, that came out for the NES in you know complete infancy. Wow. Okay. Yikes. Uh, so over myself, uh, you can check me out. I'm on Twitter at two times Tyler, and you can check us both out on the uh, podcast Twitter, which is at MasterQuestPod, or if you really want to, and you can do what you want. You can email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Uh, is there anything else uh, we should throw in the fray here? Uh, no. It's episode nope. 35. We're, we're approaching the end yeah. of uh, season two. We, we fucking did it, man. Uh, that was yeah. a great take three. Man, we did it. We did it! <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to see you next week, hopefully, thankfully. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,